If you're a founder, you know that fundraising is a big part of the job. What you might not know is that Carta is there to help. Carta's new fundraising suite provides startups of all stages the best tools and support to easily issue safes, accurately forecast solution, and quickly close funding rounds. Save time, money, and make your next round your best yet. To learn more or to get started, go to carta.com forward slash fundraise. That's carta.com forward slash fundraise. Welcome to Inc.'s The Founders Project with Alexa Von Tobel. I'm Alexa, the founder of LearnVest, author of New York Times bestselling book, Financially Fearless, and second book, Financially Forward. I'm also the founder and managing partner of Inspired Capital, a venture firm focused on the entrepreneurs of the future. Each week, we sit down with a top founder to share their story of guts, inspiration, and drive. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Alexa Von Tobel. And this week, I want you to meet Isabel Kenyon, founder and CEO of Calibrate, the modern medical metabolic health business that is changing the way the world treats weight. Since launching in 2020, Calibrate has raised over $27 million in funding and has grown 54% month over month since last June. Before Calibrate, Isabel led business operations growth and strategic partnerships at Capsule, a technology business that has raised over $270 million to rebuild the pharmacy from the inside out. Before Capsule, Isabel worked at beloved consumer brands in London and New York and was selected to the Forbes 30 Under 30 retail and e-commerce list in 2015. She began her career as an investment banker in Hong Kong and graduated from the University of Pennsylvania. Let's welcome Isabel. Hi, Isabel. Hi, Alexa. Thanks so much for having me. Let's start with the basics. First things first, let's calibrate in your own words. And then I want to hear the founding story and where you came up with this big idea. Our mission at Calibrate is to change the way the world treats weight. So double entendre intended. One, to change the way we think about it, we talk about it, to really move the dialogue from willpower to biology. And then two, to change the clinical care delivery for weight. And so to really bring programs that have been available in academic research for decades to consumers everywhere and help them understand how their weight works, how they can change it, and how they can improve their metabolic health to drive long-term sustained weight loss. So many consumers are familiar with different weight loss programs. I mean, I think it's it's hard not to know almost all of them uh, if you simply just watch any television. But you very specifically are focused on the metabolic system. What does that entail? And maybe just walk through what is it like to be a Calibrate customer and what makes it different? So if you start at the top with the problem, we've been telling consumers forever that they can lose as much weight as they want by whenever they want if they just try harder. And we've learned over the last few decades that that's actually not true at all. And that as people gain weight, their bodies work really, really hard against them to prevent them from losing weight. And their biology really stops them from losing weight, which is why you have the yo-yo after you lose weight and you go back up. And so what we really try to do at Calibrate is explain how does that underlying biology work? What is the connection between your brain and your gut? How does that impact things like the way you sleep or your energy levels to exercise or your emotional health? How do those things all tie back to the overall metabolic system? The metabolic system is all of the different hormones in your body that connect and basically power your day to day. And so how do we reset the metabolic system? How do we take it back to where it was and how do we move it? And so when people sign up for Calibrate, they work with a doctor and a coach. It's all via telemedicine, so it's all virtual. And the doctor and the coach go through their full health history, their full medical history, their full family health history, and help them figure out what will work for them, what program will work for them, and how do we put them through that program over the course of one year. Give us a sense of the two or three smartest insights that you have about this metabolic system, how it ties to our brains, and just maybe 
two or three of the best insights that you have picked up that, I mean, I'm sitting here, I want to know, and I'm sure everybody else wants to know too. The biggest aha moment for me was really going through the research and realizing that there is no scientifically proven repeatable way for people to lose more than 10 to 12% of their body weight today. That is like, to me, the craziest thing. There's a lot of research that shows how to lose 10 to 12% of your body weight consistently. And there is pretty much no research that shows that you can do anything else. And so there's research that conclusively shows that 95% of diets fail. There's research that conclusively shows that weight that gets lost gets gained back plus some. And so I think that was the biggest aha for me. The second one is more on the consumer side, just how do we think about this and how do we think about this problem and why are we all thinking about it the wrong way? Because the science has existed for decades. And I think one of the most interesting pieces to me that we went through was 75% of American adults are now overweight or obese. And that statistic is forecast to go to 90% in the year 2030. And when you ask consumers, are you overweight? 67% say yes. So not like super far off from 75. And if you ask consumers, are you obese? Do you have obesity? 4% say yes. So that's where like the massive gap is because the actual number is 43%. And so how do we just like change the conversation? How do we people, how do we help people understand? How do we remove the shame? How do we really, really reinvent the dialogue so that people can just start by understanding what the issue is. Walk us through how you help people lose weight. Like what are some of the behavior tricks? What are some of the things that are really important for people to stick to help people effectively lose weight? So one, a huge part of the mission is to make that publicly available. We want everyone to do this. We don't want to be the only people doing it. We want to start publishing what we're doing. We want other people to start doing it. We want partners to start doing it. And so we want everyone to know what we're doing. The program is based on on clinical research of intensive behavior therapy. And so the intensive behavior therapy breaks down four pillars, eating, sleeping, exercising, and emotional health, and then helps you basically understand like what are the triggers there for you. And so an example that I love is if you eat ice cream, and then you sit in bed for 10 minutes. And if you eat ice cream and then you go for a walk for 10 minutes, your body processes it completely different. And those are the types of things that we're trying to help you understand what works for you and your body and what changes your own body's insulin reaction to food so that you can take that with you going forward and you can make better decisions for you. Same with sleeping, same with exercise, same with emotional health. Like, What are the triggers for you? What are the things that will help you improve your underlying metabolic health so that it's moving faster, things are working faster and the whole system is working? Calibrate is a medical approach to weight loss that's deeply rooted in science. Can you just walk us how you got up to speed in the industry and more importantly, how you built key relationships that became your advisory board that make Calibrate a far better product for people out there trying to combat tremendous need for weight loss? This is the most transferable thing I'll tell you today. Everyone should do this. We just email people. So I was working at Capsule, which is a pharmacy startup in New York. My mom had a doctor's appointment. She learned that she really needed to lose weight to get back in control of her health. And she called me and she said, I feel like I've tried everything. I've done everything. You have to help me. I feel really stuck. Doctors keep telling me to diet and exercise. And I've been doing that for my whole life. You have to help. And so I helped her find this doctor at NYU, amazing doctor. The doctor prescribed GLP-1 medications. We're like, what are those? We look them up. All of the research on GLP-1 has authors and the authors of the research are who we start reaching out to because in the research, it shows you what happens if you take a GLP-1 medication, what happens if you do intensive behavior therapy, and then what happens if you do the combination of a GLP-1 with intensive behavior therapy. And where do you do that in real life? (laughs) It seems like it's twice as effective when you do those two things together. And so where do you do those two things in real life? And so I started just emailing the people who wrote the research and saying, can we talk about your research? Can you help me understand your research? Where does your research happen in real life? And we all had a collective moment of it doesn't really happen in real life, but it should, and it could. 
And we started by thinking actually about a clinic and we actually opened a clinic at 28th and 5th in New York and realized like this would actually be amazingly better if it was by telemedicine, right? If it was entirely virtual, if you could remote monitor people, if you could track them using connected devices like scales and Fitbits, like how amazing would it be if the entire thing was virtual and digital and you can meet people where they are? And so I ended up working with this amazing group of people really because we got in touch with a woman named Donna Ryan, who's the president of the World Obesity Federation. She's been pioneering obesity science for decades and just said, you have to introduce us to the right people. Who's gonna help us figure out the medication? Who's gonna help us figure out the behavior therapy? Who's gonna help us figure out the different components? And then ultimately put that together with the best nutrition scientists in the US and a guy named Daryesh Mosafarian out of Tufts who has really led this extraordinarily controversial philosophy that food is either good for you or bad for you and saying like not all calories are created equal but food can be helpful or harmful his research is really around extending longevity he's a cardiologist and so how do we work on taking that research and combining it with obesity science and really making a program that works for people i want to step back because you decided to go really virtual how has covid impaired your business but then also how has covid impaired the need for people needing calibrate more than ever that's the thing. I think COVID has been a really positive impact on our members for two reasons. One is they're way more comfortable with telemedicine. Our average member is 52. And a year ago, my mom had never used Zoom. And now she uses it all the time for work to talk to her Calibrate doctors. You just like the comfort level with Zoom and telemedicine more broadly has changed so fundamentally. And I think that's been really, really helpful for us. Then the second piece is COVID immediately brought to the spotlight that the reason that we're all getting so sick is because of our underlying metabolic health. And so it really put this pressure on people to start thinking about that's been at the bottom of my list for a really long time to fix. And I wanna take action now because I wanna live longer. I wanna see my grandkids. I don't wanna get really sick. And I think it's been a, a real catalyst for the consumer in thinking about why now. Let's talk a little bit about your customer experience. Let's literally walk through, pretend right now, we, you and I are signing up together. What is it going to feel like? What does it look like? How do I interact? How do you motivate me? Give us a sense of how Calibrate works. And also, what does Calibrate cost? And what does it mean to be a member? You start by learning about Calibrate. So a friend tells you about Calibrate. You see a friend's results. You're excited about it. You read about it. You hear about it on this podcast. You see an ad for it. But you learn about Calibrate. You go to the Calibrate website. And there, we really just want you to feel seen and heard. So we want you to know that we get it. We've been there before. We've done it. We've worked with people like you. We can work with people like you. And this can be the last thing that you try. And when I have phone calls with leads who haven't become members yet, that's what they always tell me. Can this be the last thing that I try? And I say, yes, this, this will be the last thing that you try because we will make it work for you. And this is a team of people committed to being in it together with you and making it work for you. And so you sign up, you, you check your eligibility. So on the website, you give us a couple of pieces of information about you. We make sure that you would be eligible to take the medications. You pay us. So you pay us $1,500 for the year. It can be financed monthly in $129 a month increments, but it's a one time. The one year program is once. I don't want people to do the program all the time. There will be programs for people to do in year two and beyond to keep them engaged and to keep access to their community if they want it. But it is a one year program. And so you sign up for the one year program. You give us 150 pieces of information about your health history. And that for me was really, really important. If you think about all the times you've been in a doctor's office and you've filled out like pages and pages of paperwork about your family medical history, and then you're not even really quite sure if your doctor sees those pieces of paper in the meeting with you. I wanted us to take that information to get it from you ahead of time in a place where you felt safe and thoughtful and comfortable. And like, you could really share that information meaningfully with us. 
and then for us to digest it, for us to surface it to doctors and so that they knew which pieces should they talk to you about. So we ask you, where do you think you're doing on sleep? Where do you think you're doing on emotional health? Where do you think your problems are? What do you think you're really great at? What do you think your superpowers are? Where do you want to improve during the program? So we get all of that from you ahead of time in a way where you really feel like you can open up and give it to us. And then we send you to get lab work done. So you go to a Questor lab core near you and you get your lab work done. Your doctor gets your lab results back. You get on a video visit with your doctor. It's 45 minutes long. It's face to face. It's a real in-depth conversation about you and your health history and your weight and how Calibrate will work for you. You and your doctor put together a plan. You set a plan for what you're going to do over the course of the year. And then you start meeting with your coach and you meet with your coach weekly in the beginning of the program, bi-weekly in the middle of the program and monthly at the end of the program. And every week you're setting one goal across those four pillars that add up to bigger goals over the course of the year. So everyone's goal over the course of the year is to get to seven or eight hours of sleep a night. But if you're starting at six, we'll add you in 10 or 15 minute increments and we'll make other behavior changes, right? Like no phones before bed, no blue light, things like that to help you really get into the habit and routine for each of the different pillars over the course of the year. But you're only doing one thing a week. And I think that's been a really interesting consumer insight for us because people come and they sign up and they've paid $1,500 and they really want to get started. And they're like, where's the binder? Where are all of the things I'm going to learn this year? And we say it unfolds one thing at a time because that's what the research shows really works to make one change at a time. And there's a lot of really amazing habit research and it all shows you have to build one at a time, right? You can't try to change everything at once. Give us a sense of the efficacy. What can you share in terms of, you know, you're building a business, you're building your membership. What can you share in terms of why you feel really good about the progress? So one of the really interesting parts of the program is that all of your weight loss happens in the first six months. And then the second six months are really about resetting that set point, resetting your weight at the new weight, making sure that you stay there forever. And so we have a lot of members actually at the six month point because we launched last June and the average right now is about 15% weight loss. And what, that's really where we're trying. We're trying to get everyone to at least 10%, but we're pretty excited about the 15% so far and think that's where we'll continue to double down on really driving results for members. How do you think about your go-to-market strategy? Obviously, you had tremendous experience around bringing a medical product to market with Capsule. How do you think about building both awareness and trust for your members and future members at Calibrate? I'll start by just saying it's really hard. Like It is incredibly difficult to build a new business in healthcare because it is an incredibly high skepticism category and it is incredibly difficult to gain consumer trust. And so we spend a lot of time thinking about how do we do that? How do we connect with people? And I think Organic and referral are a really important piece for us for that reason, because we really want you to learn about Calibrate from a friend who's seen outcomes, who's seen results, where you feel like that will really connect for you. And so the other types of marketing we do tend to mirror that, which is how do I share other people's stories for you? How do I share what's, you know, what it will look like for you more specifically and make it feel more personalized to you so that you come through? And then we really leverage the power of the people behind the program because they have established brands. And so how do we say like these scientists are the world's best scientists and here's a video of them explaining what's going to happen to you in the Calibrate program. Alexa here. Not only do I get the opportunity to speak with all types of founders on, for starters, but I'm a repeat founder myself. We all know how vital fundraising is to a startup. Carta knows this too. That's why they had founders in mind when they created their fundraising suite, providing tools and support to take the friction out of fundraising. They save founders time and money, allowing you to focus on your goals, not the admin work needed to close around. From simply issuing safes to quickly receiving funds, Carta Fundraising Suite helps their cap table customers raise a better fundraising round. To learn more or to get started, go to carta.com forward slash fundraise. That's carta.com forward slash fundraise.
You just announced a massive $22.5 million Series A, and last year you raised 5.1 in a seed round led by Forerunner and Redesign Health. Walk us through a little bit of how you thought about fundraising and how you thought about fundraising for a consumer-focused strategy in healthcare. I think this is one of my favorite things that I learned from my time at Capsule, which is that there are so many amazing consumer investors in the world, and there are so many amazing healthcare investors in the world, and there's actually a really limited pool of people who have invested at the intersection of consumer healthcare. And so finding people who really value what you're doing, really value your go-to-market strategy, really believe that there are network effects to consumers loving your product as much as other people will love your product one day is really, really, really important to me. And I got really lucky in finding that in the team at Redesign, who I had been talking to for months before we decided to work together on this, because you really do have to find partners who will iterate with you. It's really not the same as other businesses I've worked on where you have a product, you have a price, you have product market fit and you start selling it. You may have to really iterate the product. Who's paying for it? How much are they paying for it? What's the service? How, like, how long does it go for? You may have to really change the service here. And so I really wanted partners who would be patient and helpful in, in doing that iterating. And then I think we just got so tremendously lucky with the team at Forerunner and Nicole Johnson there in particular, who really just from the first phone call understood what we were trying to build and why it was different and why it was bigger and why to do that, you really had to change the way the world treats weight. You had to change the way that people think about it. And you had to build a category defining business there because if an investor doesn't believe that you have to category define, you're not going to be aligned on anything else. And so I think we got really, really amazingly lucky there. And then Nicole and Kirsten, and Kira, who um, is on the board from Redesign, all introduced me to Emily Melton at Threshold last fall when we started to kick off the Series A. And it just felt like a totally natural fit. She had built Lebongo from the earliest days, thinking about what the consumer product was to an $18 billion exit last year. And like true market leadership and it, like true category definition in something that didn't exist 10 years ago. And when she saw what we were doing and when we talked about it and when I thought about how she could really change the business, it just felt like the most incredible fit. I want to fast forward a decade from the unique perch that you're sitting at where you're watching digital Zoom virtual healthcare happen. What are some of your predictions if you fast forward a decade that you just from your perch think are so obvious that you would bet on them massively? 100% you will start from the consumer, from the oldest healthcare systems and hospitals in the country to mega insurance plans to PBMs. People will just be starting with the consumer in 10 years. And we see that because of the shift to consumers actually paying for their healthcare. So we know that's coming. We know that's happening. And we know that COVID wildly accelerated that because we had all of these options that we never had before. And so I think betting on the consumer and betting on businesses that put the consumer first and do that pour to their DNA. Because if you think about one of the really interesting things about healthcare, it's that a lot of healthcare businesses were actually built as B2B, but they service end consumers anyway. PBMs are a really great example. All of their revenue comes from their clients who are companies, but their end consumer is the consumer. And so they just don't have that in their DNA, right? How do we think about the consumer first? How should the consumer get in touch with us? There should be more than one 1-800 number way for them to get in touch with us. And so I think companies that do that first are where I bet big. I like it. And I agree with it. Definitely. I want to switch gears a little bit. So first of all, let's start with who are you? Where did you grow up? And did you always know you wanted to be a founder? I grew up in Princeton, New Jersey. Both of my parents are entrepreneurs. They both run their own businesses. I grew up in the car constantly with them on speakerphone and just listening to them selling all the time. And I did always want to be an entrepreneur. I started running summer camps when I was 11. I can't believe that people left their kids with me. I opened a store with my mom in college. We ran the store together. I just always in my core knew that I wanted to find 
problems and solve them and build the answers and, and build things for people. And so I think at the end of the day, I did always know I wanted to do that. I want to talk a little bit about you running a company during COVID. It's been, COVID's been hard for everybody. Um, I always say I feel, I feel a lot of empathy towards founders who are first-time founders building businesses. That's hard enough. That's superhuman enough. And then you add in the dynamics of COVID and all the uncertainty and everything else that goes into that. What have been your tricks or any rules or any new thoughts that you've had about how do you create successful culture, teams, alignment during COVID? Share your best thoughts and pay it forward to everybody else that's listening. Maybe an unpopular opinion, but I just think you have to double down on removing structure. <laughs> you just have to be human. And at the end of the day, this is a terrible time for everyone, for all different reasons, right? And so you just have to like channel your deepest empathy and think like, this is a terrible day for everyone. And I have to be flexible and accommodating for everyone. And so in a world where maybe you would want to say, there's a lot of structure and there's a lot of organization and we all work this way and working in this rhythm makes us this much more efficient and this much more effective. I think you just have to take a step back and say, however you want to show up at work today is how you can show up at work today. And I think you have to just, I've found like, I'm an emotional leader to begin with, but I have found that I'm probably crying on Zoom every other day. Whether it's happy tears, which it is 90% of the time, or frustrated tears or upset tears, there's a lot going on. And people, we see it with our members, we see it with our team. But, you know, our members, once a week, one of our members tells us that they lost someone really close to them because of COVID. And that's an incredibly difficult thing for our coaches to be coaching people through. And, or they lost their job because of COVID, or their spouse lost their job because of COVID. And so I think just increasing the empathy across the organization has been the number one thing I've been focused on. And things that in previous roles I would have really focused on in terms of repetition and values, I think we're just living them more than we're talking about them now. And I think that's okay. And I think when we go back to work, we'll do a lot more talking about them. But I think for right now, we're just trying to meet people where they are. And people have two-year-olds on Zoom school blowing bubbles and you have to just make it work. You have to make it work for them because they're putting you know, most of their waking hours to work for you. I, I appreciate that so much. And I couldn't agree with you more. I think empathy has been the thing that we've all realized through this. We are all in, in need of more. And the other big insight that I had was because we're not physically going anywhere, you're almost more aware of your own emotional roller coaster because that's the only variety you have during the day, right? And as a result, I think um, we're all feeling more than we typically would because you used to be on cars, planes, trains in motion that at least allowed a distraction from just like the full sound of your own emotional well-being. So I, I think that's a wonderful one. I want to go and, and talk a little bit about your own personal hacks. First time founder, you're learning what it takes. I say almost every single podcast um, that that I have, you know, the job of a founder gets harder as your company gets bigger and better. It's the only job that, that gets a steeper learning curve, the better <laughs> that you're doing, which is rough. What are your own personal hacks? What are the things you swear by that you could pay it forward to every other founder listening to help them? I worked for Chris Birch, kind of middle of my career. He's an amazing lifelong entrepreneur and investor. And he used to say all the time, just ignore the noise, ignore the noise. And I just think that's the thing that repeats in my head all the time, which is there are a lot of different people's perspectives. And there are a lot of different people who want you to do a lot of different things strategically and tactically. And you just have to focus on like, what in your heart of hearts do you want to do with this business and how do you want the business to run and then go from there. And I think the biggest thing that I come back to over and over again is that it is all about sales. 
And all of those phone calls I listened to growing up are, are what it comes down to every day for me, which is how do you hire people? How do you enable them and empower them to do their best work? How do you put them in positions where they can just do their thing? Um, and I think the more time that I spend doing it, the more I realize how challenging it gets and how it gets harder and harder. But I think you do just have to say like, when someone doesn't call you back, when someone doesn't return your email, when someone emails you back that your business sounds stupid, like just ignore it. <laughs> there will be, you will find the next person who will be really excited about what you're doing and you will be able to build something really amazing with them. I love it. When you think about the thing that you're most proud of so far at Calibrate, your pinch me moment, what would it be? The member outcomes. We have a Slack channel called Member Love and people just share all day, every day, what they're hearing from members about why, why Calibrate is working for members. We also have a Slack channel with negative feedback from members that needs to get addressed. But that one is the reason that I get out of bed in the morning, the reason that everyone gets out of bed in the morning, because we're changing people's lives and they're telling us about it. And that's amazing. That's wonderful. Um, not only is that wonderful, uh, it's a, a good mission to go to work every single day. Um, I want to quickly transition to the quick fire round. This is really fun. It's really simple. Um, what gets you out of bed every morning? Member feedback. I like it. Fast forward two years, how many days a week do you think we all go to offices? Three. <laughs> you and I are on the same page there. My husband and I are- More of a personal preference. Yeah, no, my husband and I are in like a, a weekly debate of where we are. Um, what's your favorite interview question that you like to ask candidates of any kind? What do you really love doing and what do you really hate doing? I like it. What do you think you get out of that? Like, what's the core thing you're trying to get to? The core those thing days? you get out of all of the questions I ask when I interview is self-awareness. Do you know what you love doing? Do you know what you hate doing? Are you going to tell me some surface level answer? Or are you going to tell me like the deep real thing that you hate doing? And where are you in your self-awareness arc of your career? But I think you also do learn like, what does this person really want to do? And what will they be doing when they're doing their best work and they're most excited about it? And what do you not want to put them anywhere near in your organization? Because they'll hate doing. What is your trick for handling stress? Real hard stress, not like light stress, like super stressful work stuff. What's your trick? bath. That's good. I like that. Um, and if you want to pay it forward to one other startup of any kind, a new product, a new service, anything that's pretty early, but that you swear by, what would it be? Real. It's a women's mental health business and they have taken therapy from this really complicated, amorphous, could be anything thing and standardize it with these care pathways. And so you can work on one thing at a time. It's incredible. I love that. First of all, um, Isabel, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm honored that I got to meet you early in your career here. Um, and it's really fun to just see the incredible uh, progress you're making. Also, on behalf of people out there everywhere who just need to be able to feel like they can rock their hands around their weight and most importantly, their health. Um, thank you for waking up every day, uh, trying to build something really special. Uh, and for everyone out there, please join me next week for Inc. The Founders Project with Alexa Bontobel. Isabel, thank you so much. Thank you.